0: Hey everyone, this is Matt with another Overflow pod. We are in our road trip escapade. We are on episode eight, Hell Night. So I leave the hospital and I'm thinking, it's all over. I'm done. I'm out of here. I somehow passed the test with my mom. I didn't blow up at her. I was there for her. I encouraged her. I bought her stuff, made her happy, and now I'm gone. So I'm driving back to the hotel, pretty happy that I just have get one more night of sleep and then I'm out of here. I pull into the parking lot and all of a sudden I look around me and things don't look like they did earlier in the day. It's now right around sunset. There's beer bottles everywhere. There's about 10 to 15, let's just call them sketchy guys. They're in some clothes that of people that are you would associate with a certain way. Now, if you've seen the TV show Sons of Anarchy, imagine that. So I look over real quick, and I check everybody out, and everyone's smoking something. I don't know what. I see a couple bulges on some people's waists, possible guns, and I'm going, oh, this is great. So I quickly get out of the car, go into my room, lock the door, and say... It's just one night, I'll be fine, I'll just go to sleep and everything will be good in the morning. So it's it's right around eight 8.30 and I'm in bed, I have all my stuff out and, and the phone rings. And it's one of my mom's friends. I am not answering that phone. I will never talk to these people again. I don't want to talk to them. My patience is gone. I don't answer it. It rings like four or five times. I'm like, oh, and I know it's not the hospital and I know it's not my mom. So I just, I refuse to pick up. I'm out of here. I don't need to deal with this. So I finally fall asleep at 1148. I know this because I look at the clock. There is a big bang, almost like a gunshot. And then just a few seconds later, the fire alarm goes off. Do you know how loud a fire alarm is in a hotel or a motel? It's really loud. And I was in a dead sleep. And I have a CPAP on it. If you don't know what a CPAP machine is, it's basically like a tube connected to a little machine and, and it has a mask that goes over your face. And it pumps air in so that like when you're at night, if you stop breathing, it helps you breathe. Because years ago, I found out that I stopped breathing at night and it's kind of a scary thing because you can die from that so i have this CPAP on to keep me alive while i sleep at night and and i'm like kind of weary and i'm trying and i and i yank it off and 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 the alarm's going off and i'm like what is going on and i hear some more bangs and and i'm just freaking out i'm like oh my gosh what am i going to do about six or seven minutes go by And I'm finally starting to wake up. My heart is pounding. You can imagine the adrenaline that's going on. And I look around and I'm like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. So I basically try to pack everything up. I don't have any time. I'm like, I'm not putting my contacts in. I just grab my glasses. I pack up all my CPAP stuff up. I pack up all my clothes, my phone, my iPad, all that stuff. Put it in there. I grab my suitcase. And a jug of water and pillows. And I get out of the room. I leave the key in the room. I don't close the door all the way. But I somehow I get to my car, which is right outside my room. I throw everything in the trunk. And right then I see a fire truck pulling up. And I'm out of there. I just took off. I'm driving on the road. And I'm going the wrong way. And I'm like, oh, so I got to try to put it on ways. And I click on my phone. I realize I don't have my phone cord. I'm like, "Ah, I can't stop. And I end up going over a bridge. I'm heading towards Myrtle Beach, which is the exact opposite way I want to go. So I'm on the bridge and I realize I can't see because the prescription glasses that I have are about three to four prescriptions ago and I can barely make out the road. And I'm on this bridge and I don't do well with bridges and there's cars all around me and the people are driving fast and I'm freaking out. My heart is pounding And I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I finally get over the bridge. I pull over on the shoulder. I get out. I get to the trunk. I unlock it. I I put my contacts in dry so I can see. Then I look for my phone cords. I realize I don't have my phone cord. Crap. I must have left it in the room. So I'm driving back towards the hotel just to see if I check out the situation. Another fire truck pulls up along with police cars and an ambulance. And I'm thinking I am not getting involved with that stuff. So I just start heading back. I punch into Waze and I'm just trying to follow my phone while looking at the road. At least I have my contacts in so I can see now. I'm driving towards Conway, which is like this podunk town outside of Myrtle Beach. It's like the closest town. So I get to Conway and I'm I'm like I got to get to a gas station now I did fill up the night before so I was all set to go but I needed a phone cord so I'm hoping for one of those really nice convenience store gas stations that sell everything marked up real high so I find one and I go in and it's mostly liquor store slash sells gas slash has really weird stuff I go in there and I'm looking around and there's some interesting people at around midnight in a gas station in the middle of the week. But I, I go over to finally find the phone cord section. And I need an iPhone cord, and they have everything but an iPhone cord. And I'm going, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. So I asked the guy, I said, Hey, do you have any do you have any iPhone cords? He goes, No, nah, man, that's all I got. And I just go, oh. he goes, You alright? I said, yeah. He said, you don't look it. I said, well, I was I was asleep about half an hour ago and the fire alarm went off and some gunshots and I just got out of there. He was like, no bleep. And I was like, yep. He was like, man, you need help. I was like, I know. And he's working on this fireball liquor display. He grabs a fireball bottle and he pours me a shot and he goes, here you go, bud. You need some fireball. Fireball cures all. I'm like, dude, I got to drive. I don't want to take a fireball. And he was like, come on, man. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. So I turned it down and he was like, all right. And then he dragged it. (laughs) I was like, okay, this guy's great. So I finally pick out a car cord that I can use with my iPad. And so I can hook it up. So at least I won't have to stare at it. I can load everything up on my iPad and use my phone as a hotspot for my iPad because it doesn't have internet. And so I buy the cord. I go out to the car. I open it up, and it was the wrong cord for the package. However, it was an iPhone cord in a USB-C package. So I was like, "Woohoo!" So it worked. I slapped my iPhone in, and I head off. And I'm driving, and Waze has me going towards, you know, North Carolina. I'm on all these back roads that I never took. And I, I get to a point where I'm like, I finally calmed down enough to realize I'm going in a way that I've never driven before. I'm going to trust Waze, even though I hate it. And I'm going on all these back roads. And the speed limit's pretty high, but it's literally force on both sides, single lane on both sides. And I'm driving, you know, and it's a 55 mile an hour speed limit, but you can't see anything. There's no street lights. You are literally in the dark. There could be somebody in the road and I'm going to hit them and it's, so I didn't go that fast because I was scared out of my mind. So I'm going on these back ways, oh, ways I'm going to kill you. And I and all of a sudden I cross over to North Carolina and I've been driving for like 60 miles on these back roads. And I'm like, great. I'm in North Carolina at least. And then finally after about another 30 minutes, I see a sign for 95 and I'm in Lumberton, North Carolina. I'm like, Phew. So I'm pulling in. And I'm like, I'm I'm still hyped up. I still have all this adrenaline. And I was like, should I drive or should I try to find a hotel because I definitely need to get some rest. So I decide to keep. I I decide if I see a good hotel, I'll stop. So I'm driving through Lumberton. I see a couple of hotels and they're so sketchy, and they don't even look like I want to stop there. So I just keep going. I get on 95, and I just drive. And I finally, I hit Fayetteville. And Fayetteville has a ton of hotels. I mean, there's my Hampton Inn that I stayed at. I'm like, I pull right into the Hampton Inn. I go right up to the door. And I realize there's a lot of cars in the parking lot. They're parked everywhere. They're parked on the curb. They're parked in the lobby lane where you go in and you leave your car there to get your room and then go back out to your car to park. They're there. And I pull up to to the door, those nice big glass doors that open up, you know. Nice little handwritten sign on the door. No vacancy. Great. So I get back in my car. Head up to another hotel. No vacancy. Look at another hotel. No vacancy. No vacancy. I see the ninth hotel in a row, and it's a nice-looking Holiday Inn Express. And I think, this one doesn't look as full. And there's a woman and I pull up to the door. There's no sign on the door like all the other hotels, but there's a woman doing some work right in the lobby. So I knock on the door window. And she comes over smiling. I was like, do you, have any, do you have a vacancy? And she was like, I'm sorry, we don't. And I was like, oh. She said, there's no vacancies within 15 miles here. I was like, why? She was like, there must be some big convention or something going on. We don't see this usual traffic in the middle of the week. And she opened the door. She goes, do you need anything? I was like, let me use the bathroom. And I went and used the bathroom and went back to her. She was like, would you like some coffee? And I said, no, I don't drink coffee. But I saw some Cokes there and I was like, hmm, I should go for some caffeine. But then I was like, if I stop somewhere, the caffeine will keep me up. And I'm not good with caffeine. And my heart's already been through a lot. I don't want to deal with that. So I asked her, is there any place to stay around here? And she was like, they're all taken. And I was like, why is it so busy? I was curious at this point. She said, well, we're halfway between New York and Florida. So people like to stop on this North Carolina corridor. And I was like, I said, yeah, I stopped in Lumberton and I was going to go there. She was like, oh, you don't want to go there. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, she uh, she validated my feelings there of uh, feeling that it was a little too sketchy. She was like, head north a little bit. You should find something. I'm really sorry. And she talked to me a little bit more. She asked me if I wanted to sit on the couch and fall asleep for a little bit. She would let me. And I was just so thankful for her. She said she was going to cook me up some, like, some of their breakfast food that they have in the morning. She was going to heat something up for me. I was like, no, that's okay. She was so nice. And I thought every single service person that I ran into, service industry, whether it's a waiter, a waitress, hospital staff, hotel person, they were so kind. Even though everything else was tough on the on the trip, these people made it a little bit easier. So I finally, I leave there and I start driving north and I end up, I see another hotel about an hour past that and I'm really tired at this point. And I pull off and it's this days in, I knock on the window and I'm sure, like the door does not open. She has like a little slidey thing where she could talk to people. I guess this is not a uncommon thing. And I said, do you have any rooms? And she was like, we got one. I was like, thank you. And she gave it to me. And it was only like 70 bucks. And I was like, man, this is the best $70 room I got in it. It was really cheap. It had an alarm clock from the 80s in it. And <laughs> I was so happy. I just had to set everything up. I fell asleep. I slept for about three and a half, four hours. I got up and I left. What a night. Before I did that, when I was in the middle of the night, I sent my wife a Facebook message saying, it's 3.20 in the morning. Do you know where your husband is? <laughs> and she got up at like 4.30 and saw that I was somewhere in North Carolina about two hours away from the hotel I was supposed to be at. And she was like, oh, man, this is this is going to be a good story. So I get in the car and I'm driving back. And I am really relaxed, I got those three and a half, four hours, they were great. And I'm driving back and there's traffic and I'm stuck in an accident, but you know what? I'm fine, I'm happy, I'm just glad to be away from that hotel from the night before. I don't know what happened, I'm kinda of scared to look at it. I mean, who knows? And so I'm driving home and I'm like, it's over. I just have to get home. I'm driving really safely, not trying to go too fast. And all of a sudden, I remember the toll, that $16 toll on 95. And I'm like, I am refusing to pay that toll. Now, this is weird. I mean, I spent over $1,000 on these few days, and I'm complaining about 16 bucks. Maybe because I didn't get enough sleep. Maybe it's a character defect I have. I said, you know what? So as soon as I see a sign for Route 40 on 95 Pulaski Highway, I take off on Route 40. And I'm no, I know nowhere. I just know if I head down 40 long enough, I will hit where I know I am. So I start heading towards 40, and then 40 has a bridge. I didn't know there's a $12 toll for the bridge. I was like, I would have stayed on 95. And at this point, I was incensed. I was like, oh, no, you are not catching me. So I get off there. I make some back roads. I'm driving by this bridge, but I'm, like, heading, like, through the city right before it. I go up, and there's 95. I pass 95. I'm going north, and I'm heading towards Route 1 because it's the last bridge over, I guess, maybe it's the Susquehanna. I'm not sure what river it is. It's the river right outside of Baltimore. And so I head north past Perryville, and I get onto Route 1. And I'm driving on Route 1, and I know Route 1 goes into Pennsylvania, which drops off right near my house. So I'm driving on Route 1. I see a bridge, no toll signs. I'm like, oh yeah, I did it. So what if it took me an extra hour? <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I get on this bridge and it is the weirdest bridge. It's like part dam part bridge. Like I think I'm riding on the top of the dam and one way is completely under construction. So it's this very narrow two lane road. That's obviously meant to go in one direction, but it's got two directions and it's, It's kind of scary, but at the same time, it's just felt like a road. So I was fine on it. I get off the road. I finally end up on one. I get to my house, you know, half an hour later. I made it. I made it safely home. Thank God this trip is over. But, you know, I learned something on the way home. You never know what life is going to throw at you next. Life is just going from one difficulty to the next. It was going from dealing with my manipulative mom to dealing with a crazy hotel to dealing with an insane drive, being tired and sleepy. And it's just one trial after another, after another. And, we, and I think, why can't it just be smooth? But you know what? Life isn't smooth. It's really just bumps. <sighs> We're always in a hurry to get to the next step. Gotta learn what you can no matter what trial you're going through, no matter what difficulty you're going through, whether you're dealing with a crazy parent or you're dealing with some a difficult situation that somehow you got thrown into that you have no idea how to get out of, like, you know, a hotel with guns and violence and fire and you don't know what to do. Or is it of your own making where you're driving without and you can't see, you know, life. Throws problems at you. So take your time and learn through each one. It wouldn't have taken me more than 10 extra seconds to put my contacts in in the room. But I was in too much of a hurry. I wasn't thinking straight. I should have done that. I should have made one last sweep. It would have taken two seconds and I could have gotten my phone cord. But then I wouldn't have gotten off her fireball. So, you know, it's toss up on that one. And I made it home. Now, what am I going to do with my mom now that I'm home? give you a little update. I've, this was a trip that I went on a little bit ago. It's been a while. And on average, my mom has called me twice a day, every day. I have not picked up the phone. once. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to save that for episode nine. That my final thoughts on how to deal with her and figure out what's going on. All right. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed my crazy hell night And hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you in the next pod.